Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Oh, yes. Uh, welcome to the latest edition of the Dogcast brought to you by Greyhound Racing SA. Uh, I'm Bretton Yates, your host for today. And uh, joining me is Greyhound Racing SA's racing manager, uh, Sean Matheson, for a really big edition of the Dogcast today. Matho, we've got a lot to look at. Yeah, Yatesy, it's, it's terrific to be here again today. Plenty to look forward to, and, and this is just the tip of the iceberg, what we're going to go through today over the next coming months. Wonderful racing in South Australia, but huge this week coming up with the Nationals, with... Um, uh, you know, the straight track championship, all of the big events, and obviously Thursday night, the Kings and Queens heat. It's going to be huge. Yeah, terrific. And we've got the uh, the North-South Challenge yeah. as well, which we'll check out. We'll actually have a chat to Adam Manton, who's got Toby West uh, in that North-South Challenge series. Uh, we'll check out all the SA chances and the upcoming nationals that you touched on, both the distance, the sprint, and the straight. So there's plenty yeah. going on. Uh, we'll also obviously review uh, our state divisional finals of the sprint and distance, which we, uh, we saw a couple of weeks ago uh, here in South Australia. So plenty to come. The Week in Review. Yeah, Week in Review brought to you by the Fresh Pet Food Co. Uh, they're proud suppliers, of course, of fresh pet food for our Gap SA greyhounds. Uh, they're in the Gap Prison programs, of course, uh, based right here in SA. So visit their website, freshpetfoodco.com.au, for more information. Um, Matho, uh, not quite the Week in Review, more the Fortnight yeah. in Review. We go back a couple of weeks, but... Uh, mate, gee, what, what a, let's get into it. Um, we've got the state distance and the state sprint. We'll put the sprint to one side for the moment. We'll yep. go straight into the review of the distance. There was no surprise in the result, uh, but maybe the way it all planned out. I mean, fantastic. Radley really had to take all that home straight to get past Victor Hayden. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, um, as you said, the probably the right result. I think what a lot of people felt, and he was very strong in the market. He started a very short price favourite, and he got the job done, but... Victor Hayden made him work extremely hard for it. Um, the track was a bit uh, uh, wet yeah. uh, on that night. So Radley, um, he just took a long time to get to Victor Hayden. Once he did get to him in the home straight, he was able to then just sort of you know get away from him, only by just under a length. Yeah. They ran um, 42.63, which in the conditions was a very fast time. So Victor Hayden did a wonderful job in um, leading up and hanging on as well as what he did. He's, he's shown he's already won a feature race at Angle Park over the staying distance for the Rasmussens. But Radley, full credit to him. He's, he's sort of shown he's the best stayer in the state, and he proved it a couple of weeks ago. And now he'll go off to New South Wales and represent South Australia. Um, but, yeah, I think right result. And he, but he had to work hard. There's both. There's a section of the race that's both a concern for me, but on the flip side, it's like, wow, he was able to overcome that and get it done. So down the back, um, Victor Hayden railed through. Obviously, had the front, took it over from Victor Reed sort of early, and then and got away. But fantastic, Radley was sort of outside Victor Reed and just labouring a bit, and Victor Hayden put a margin on fantastic Radley down the back straight. And I thought, oh, like that's a concern. But then. You look at it, you go, well, hang on. He was able to rebalance, get mm. going again, and then challenge in the home straight and win. So I'm not sure how to sort of look at that. I mean, when you're looking at a national stage, you, you sure. just can't let those lengths go and make him up in a final. No, I agree 100%. I mean, um, he did go to Queensland for a little bit and against the, the better stayers, and he just wasn't able to get into the race. Uh, against the local dogs, he's able to probably f find a little bit of adversity in the run and still be good enough to win. 
I, I think the thing about his performance was, yes, he liked to get wide, and he does like to do that, and then he sort of powers around them. He, yep. he took a long time to do that, but they did run time. Yep. And I think if we go cast our minds back, you know, 12, 18 months ago, Sir Truculent was dominating, and he wasn't rated by the interstate um, participants um, or the media over there, but he was running the time. And I think that's the crucial thing. He's run the time. I think he still goes into the national final as a good chance for SA. But like what you said, he really can't give any sort of margin to these really good stayers. He'll just find himself in the second half of the field. and He won't be able to make that ground up. Uh, just as far as the market goes, of course, we'll have a full look and a full preview of this. But uh, just for the sake of the moment, he's $12 currently uh, on yep. the tab fixed market and early betting. He's drawn box eight in the final. Yeah, um, we'll talk later. I think box eight's not a huge concern for yep. him. And um, he he did come from New South Wales, so he's seen Wentworth Park. So I expect a big performance from him. Well, well done to Aussie Chegia yep. and uh, all connections. Our distance grand of the year, actually, uh, representing yeah. South Australia. So it's all worked out well. Um, gee, what about the sprint final? Mm. This was extraordinary. I mean, we had a great chat about it, you know, leading into the race. We, You know, there were a few chances, but we also thought, well, this could be a bit of carnage because yeah. just the way Greyhounds were drawn, Grosso was out, Mally Magic was drawn maybe for a squeeze. Um, we had the two that would be booting through, the red trying to rail up. And boy, didn't it turn out to be an intriguing event. Take us through it. Yeah, well, I mean, I on the show, I said that, I don't think there's a rough result going to happen here. <laughs> it was all about the inside and outside, and that's where the favourites were drawn. But, yeah, I mean, as the race panned out, um, Charlie's missed his through a cat amongst the pigeons, what a so run. to speak, because um, she was able to jump to the front, show a wonderful acceleration, and, and at $51, <laughs> she gave a huge sight in the lead. But what that did was it almost put a lot of the inside dogs out of play and gave that opportunity for the dogs who were drawn outside of her, and one of those was Fly for Tricks, who has been racing well, but I suppose a lot of people felt where was Fly for Tricks going to end up in the run, going to be second half of the field. Fly for Tricks was, you know, midfield and in front of a lot of his main dangers and got to the outside. And for Jay McNichol, um, was able to run home really powerfully over the concluding stages and just nail Charlie's Misty on the line. Um, Charlie's Misty went extremely well. And Victor Grosso, we've spoken about him, how professional he is, just doesn't run a bad race. He found some trouble. He flashed home late for, for a really good third. But, um, yeah, the, the race sort of changed complexion really early doors when Charlie's Misty found the front. So a couple of things to this race. So the the way you're right, uh, Charlie's Misty fired out. And Vaden Ros, what a fantastic mm. training effort, really. Uh, was then headed. Shell not went around. So yep. drew the seven, went around and grabbed the front. But a couple of things in the race. So going to the first turn, Mally Magic shifted out really badly and hit Victor Grosso. So they were the two faves are right out the back and whacked into each other extraordinarily they rebalanced and got going into third as you touch on, but Mally Magic was a hard closing four. Yeah. So it was still it was still a good run. But that said, Fly for Tricks missed all that, like you said. Mm. Copped a little bit of a bump heading into the back, but it was only two lengths in front of Victor Grosso midway down the back. So to really push on and not only hold that margin, but maybe put a little bit on him really in, in the run to the line and then to grab the leader, I think the run was full of merit. And, yeah. and double figure odds... Knuckled down, got it done. Um, now, has he got the class to sort of match it? We don't know on the national stage. I mean, uh, drawn box five in mm. the uh, in in the state uh, in the national final. But I thought it was a very brave win, and I thought it was a terrific race. And all four, um, the first four, I thought all ran very very well. Yeah, I mean, what we found in with our sprinting ranks, um, we're an even bunch, and some some dogs have had a stage of dominance, and um, going into the final. Again, I mean, a bit of luck in running has proven, yeah. <laughs> has proven, you know, you could 
you know, we did speak about some of the dogs need a touch of luck in, in these races and because they're so powerful at the end, like you touched on with Grosso and Mally Magic. Um, but, you know, that's always going to be the way. And if they get that luck, they're very hard to beat. But, you know, full credit to, as you said, the winner, Fly for Tricks, um, got the job done, now represents South Australia, what is a terrific training performance by Jane. Uh, terrific. So well done, Jane McNichol and Aussie Cheggy. Um, look, this may not be the segment for it, but I think we'll whack it in anyway because we're pretty chock-a-block with the uh, the preview stuff. Yep. Um, the, the ISO link. So can you tell me about this? Firstly, what is it? Yep. Uh, why have we got it? And I understand it's being trialled on Friday at Angle Park. Yeah, so we're going to um, start trialling the, the ISO links, which for, for people out there would, would see in Victoria and New South Wales and some of their racing, their metropolitan tracks, is the, the speed um, kilometres per hour the dogs are travelling. That's yep. the visual, what you see. But there's a lot of data in behind that that um, around our racetracks, and we can do all four tracks in South Australia, which the other states cannot do. So we'll be able to get data from all four tracks, which we're intending to do, as I mentioned, starting a trial Angle Park on Friday. There'll be nothing visual for anyone to see, but we'll just start collecting some data around what this looks like and making sure that going forward that um, it's all working appropriately and then it's going to provide great benefit for the industry. Now, um, it's cameras and a GPS inside the dog in, the, okay. in a pocket of, on the dog of, on the rug of the dog. It's so they're all size, new rugs. They're, they're, they're all new rugs. Okay. Size of a fifty cent piece in a yep. pocket on their back. We'll be able to track each dog at any point during the course of the race. Now, where, what that benefits that will have, that will have benefits of instead of having split times at three hundred meters, you can have split times every fifteen meters. Um, you can see where the dog the dog is running on the track. So people might just go, oh, he's a whitey. He goes, yeah, but hang on, he's not wide in the back straight and he's a bit wide turning for home. Um, you could also see if a dog's performance from a trainer's point of view, if their performance is, is um, gradually getting slightly worse, it means that he could have a slight injury, um, he needs a break or something like that. So I think we see wagering component, um, we see an animal welfare component, and it just provides a lot of data information. Now, in Victoria and New South Wales, they don't really have released much of this data. So it'd be um, really interesting as we go down this path yeah. about what the data is, how it's released. And we want uniformity throughout Australia. So if they release something, we're releasing something, it's the same as in Victoria and New South Wales. Um, but we see a huge advantage um in the process in that we can do all four tracks in South Australia and we can provide all this information that hopefully will give um, a wide range of people invested in our sport much more information. It is fascinating technology. I mean, when you explain it like that and not only that, what could be on the back end of this? Mm. I mean, it, it scares me a bit to figure out how I'm going to get through all the data, but yeah. uh, I mean, if it's presented in a user-friendly fashion, um, I mean, it surprises me that New South Wales and Victoria haven't gone about packaging it up yet because... From what you're saying, it sounds fascinating from a, a wagering perspective. And if I'm a dog trainer and yep. I'm able to see different parts of data from different parts of the race. Uh, so you're telling me I, I can actually track where they race um, on a track as well. So whether they're closer to the rail or out wide, that information available too. Yeah, well, that's the that's the intent. I mean, when we get to what data gets released, yep. but ultimately when you're GPSing um, anything, as we know in AFL football, Yatesy yeah, and all of have, that, yeah. they know exactly how fast guys are running. I mean, the clubs get so much data at AFL level about their players. Mm. They know they have to come off the ground because they've you know been on the ground for too long. Mm. You know, so 
I think with um, Greyhound Racing, we'll see a little bit of that. But where this leads to, it's really exciting where it oh, goes yeah. to. Um, so we're, it's the first stage for us on Friday. Now, as I said, there'll be nothing visual. Our participants, the only difference participants will know is there's a different rug, which is the same rug they use, but it's got a, a little 50 cent um, GPS okay. um, uh, chip in it. Yep. And that's all we'll know at the moment, but this is a process where we'll get the end result of this is really exciting. Well, it's fascinating. I'm really looking forward to it. And um, not that we're going to see anything as you touch on Friday, but over the coming months, I mean, it's going to yep. build into something that'll be well worth taking a look at. Fantastic stuff. Uh, good move. Yeah. Uh, really, really looking forward to see how that works. Uh, well, that's a, a look back at, at what we've uh, got. Touch of a look forward to Friday, <laughs> but uh, let's have a, uh, a bit of a break and we'll be back to have a look at all the big racing coming up. The preview. Oh, talk about a loaded preview. Uh, it's <laughs> brought to you by SA Greyhound Tips Twitter feed. Uh, free tips for SA Metro Greyhound meetings. Search at the dogs SA. Uh, jump on board. As always, gamble responsibly. Some uh, terrific insights there uh, on the uh, the tips. So jump on there at the dogs SA. Uh, where do we start, Matthew? I mean, let's start with the nationals, I guess. Uh, yep. Do, do you want to have a quick look at the straight track uh, first up? I mean, what's happening with that? When is it? Yep. And uh, our two reps, of course, uh, getting through. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's on Saturday. It's going to be a huge day for any greyhound connoisseurs out there on the national level. In New South Wales, um, it kicks off at Richmond with the straight track national championship. Um, that's in the morning. So their morning time slot on a Saturday morning is where they'll be running that. It'll probably be one of the last races um, on the program. Uh we have two representatives, um, which qualified a number of weeks ago, which was he's on fire for Tim Richards, which we know is absolutely electric out of the boxes. And I'm gifted too for Ben Rawlings. Um, they both qualified dogs the year before as well, which we spoke about. It's quite ironic. They've, yeah. They're off to the nationals again. Um, Richmond's a 342 metre track. Um, it's a grass track. So our dogs, I imagine, would have probably had a trial there. Um, which will give them an opportunity to, it's on a different surface for them. But I do think they've they're both got enough speed to put themselves right in the race here. Clearly, the New South Wales dogs have an advantage here and they've drawn one and two in the final. Yeah. Um, Extra Specialism and Mr. America, they look the two main ones. Um, Milligan for Tony Brett, the Queensland representatives drawn eight and the two Victorian dogs, uh, Quinlan Bale and Nicholson Bale for Dan Gibbons, um, they have drawn uh, boxes four and seven respectively. So that's to be full of respect. Our dogs have drawn five and six, Yatesy, which yep. got the haven't really helped <laughs> us too much um, with the draws. But you have to imagine um, he's on fire would be our best chance from a South Australia point of view. He's won a feature race in Queensland around um, the short course. Um, he's absolutely electric, as we mentioned, out of the boxes. And he'll put himself right up on speed. It's just a matter of if he can hang on against the best um, straight trackers in the nation. And not only that, the home ground advantages, like uh, the inside pair, Extra Specialism and, and Mr. America. I mean, I don't have any fixed odds early markets available yeah. for the straight track yet, but I'd imagine they'd be the very warm favourites uh, yep. drawn drawn where they want to be and at a track that they know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is – I mean, when we have the Nationals, we get the advantage here in South Australia and, and clearly New South Wales guys have got the advantage here and they've got the draw advantage. But as I mentioned, both I'm gifted to, who was really, really good in the um, in the state final against He's On Fire, really put it to He's On Fire. So I think both of our dogs have enough speed to to put themselves in the race. But it's a tough ask. Um, but you know what? I mean, it is racing, straight track racing. It's wonderful we get to see this on the Saturday morning, the straight track 
now there's four straight tracks around Australia. Hopefully WA will get a straight track soon and it's really building. So that racing is really taking good precedence and it would be wonderful for the SA Dogs to do well. What about the Nationals? Uh, let's check those out. The uh, state or the national final of the distance and the sprint. We might kick off uh, with the distance, actually. Matthew, I'll just yep. run through the market sure. for, for Tab Fixed. Uh, one Zarbell at $9, two No Keeper, the New Zealander, $18. Three Gypsy Wong, the uh, Gypsy Wyong, sorry, at $14 on the uh, tab fixed. I'll get you to explain to me shortly how it yep. gets a run. Uh, four Super Estrella, the short price favourite, $1.65. Five Highland Wonder at 100 Six Days of Thunder at $10. Seven Moraine Susie at $6. Uh, the other Victorian and uh, our local hope, Fantastic Radley at $12. So how did the three get a start? Yeah, so um, Gypsy Wyong, um, because of um, this Greyhound's performance over the, the season and Group 1 racing, was number one rated on the on the points nationally and through um, GCA Graham Clubs Australia Award. So um, because the dog had made the final of the state, yep. um, because he was the highest rated dog, even if he didn't win, he would progress through. Um, and that was the case. He, he didn't win the fight, his state final, but because he was highest rated, he gets in as the wild card. It's was it been introduced for about you know ten to fifteen years, and it adds that extra element to a dog who's had a good body of work over the season and might find a bit of bad luck in the national final, but still qualifies. Fair enough. Uh, now, this this uh, New South Wales rep, Super Estrella, mm. uh, boy, pretty impressive. I had a look yeah. at the video, jumped straight at the lead, ran good time, uh, $1.65. I mean, pretty short and a big one, isn't it? It's short, $1.65. Um, we just touched on home ground advantage. She's got huge home ground advantage, and she runs the time, and she makes her own luck. She gets out in front and is really hard to run down. Um, yeah, dollar sixty-five. I don't know if you'd be tipping into that, Yatesy. Um, but it's short enough. But I mean, she is clearly the one to beat. Um, at, against this opposition, um, the likes of Days of Thunder, which is a Queensland rep, will get back and needs a bit of luck. Um, Gypsy Wang has said if he can rep- rep- get their best form, it would win. Um, but Super Australia, I think, is really hard to beat. Um, Fantastic Radley, I think, has touched on is pretty good odds. He's seen the track before. If he can produce his South Australian form, um, he'll do well. I, I don't mind him from box eight. The first emergency zipping Kansas is $4 on the tab fix. So yep. those markets we've given you, they will shift around a bit and deductions will come out of that. So that yep. if it doesn't get a run, which more than likely at this point won't happen, um, Super Australia will tighten up even further. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, I mean, you know... Very hard to beat. We hope for the, a good a good clear run for Radley, and I think he can run top three. Okay. Uh, good luck to Aussie Chegg here and all concerned. Uh, what about the national sprint final? I'll just run through the market for you. The New South Wales rep, Simply Limelight at 260. Uh, Dusty Burbsky from Victoria at 550. Three good odds cash from New South Wales at 350. Number four, Throttle, the WA rep at 550. Uh, five fly for tricks, of course, for SA at 31 bucks. Mm. Uh, six magical Cindy at $34 for WA. Now, uh, a power superstar, the Kiwi not running, so that is vacant. There'll be a, a reserve go in there. Eight McInerney, uh, $10 from Tassie. So uh, Bandit Red will get a start at this point, looking like box seven, but yeah. we'll see if any more scratchings come out. The other um, reserve, of course, is, is Richard Donner. Uh, take us through this race. Yeah, well, first of all, I mean, it's it's disappointing the New South Wales, uh, sorry, the New Zealand rep is scratched because yeah. it's wonderful to have New Zealand representation Absolutely. at the Nationals. So disappointing for them, but it does provide Bandit Ned an opportunity to get a start, and he will be one of the favourites, Bandit Ned. Um, 
It's a wide open, I think it's a wide open final, but again, I'd be looking for um, the likes of Simply Limelight. Um, this dog qualified through the state final by winning. And then last week, it, it beat a, a good odds cash pretty much on its merits um, at Wentworth Park. So I think box one holds all the cards. Um, I've got full respect for the four throttle from WA. It's a high speed greyhound and, and those the WA greyhounds, they go extremely well. So I'd have full respect for that dog. Um, fly for tricks. I think it's the right price for, for Jane. Again, probably needs that luck they found in the, in the SA final. Um, but to make a group one and it's not easy to do. Um, so congratulations to them for being there, but I think they have the job ahead, but I'd be looking towards the inside dogs as the ones to beat. Did, was that the way you saw it? Oh, uh, look, I thought simply limelight would just win, to yeah. be honest. I mean, looking at the box draw, and, and you ha- have a look at that final. I mean, the New South Wales final was extraordinary. That There was collision after collision up front, and it looked gone on the turn. It copped another bump, uh, was back about a length and a half, rallied again to win. But I think the key to this, Dusty Burbsky can begin and hold up. So it, it'll just leave a beautiful space, I think, for the red to sail through. And yep. um, to me, at $2.60, I really, really like it. Um, so it, it's the one I'm, I'm with, and I just think it's drawn to get a, a terrific run. Um, so we'll wait and see. But best of luck to, to Jane and Co. Terrific. Absolutely. Mm. I mean, yeah, as I said, wonderful effort to be there. It's going to be, as I said, Saturday, just settle into the, the lounge chair. I mean, there was no <laughs> AFL football yet yeah, um, with yeah. the, the finals having that bye um, until the following week. So it's all greyhound racing on Saturday a few galloping races during the day, no worries, but in the morning and at night, settle in. What about the best bets, Matthew, for uh, this Thursday night at Angle Park? What, what are you tipping? Best bets for Angle Park. Okay, now I need to just get a winner. So I'm just got to get a winner. <laughs> so, so they might be a bit short, but I do actually think in race 10, number five, Sister Roberta for Ben Rawlings, um, that's in the second heat of the Kings and Queens. So number five or number six? Uh, sorry, number six. Yep. I definitely need some glasses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think Sister Roberta for Ben Rawlings went down the straight track um, and won well, has been racing against stronger opposition. I think that she can... Just race up on speed, if not lead, and be too strong. Hoping for maybe black figures, but... Oh, I don't think so. A touch of red, maybe. <laughs> You've been having a rough run, have you, Matho? <laughs> I, I just, <laughs> you need a confidence rebuild. I just need... I just <laughs> got to get one out there. <laughs> uh, look, I'm, I've got three of them, um, okay. and that's one of them. That's why okay. I knew the number. Uh, I like Mally Magic and Gondola as well. So race four, number two, um, yep. I thought could bounce back really strongly. Mally Magic, uh, really nice effort the other night over the... The longer and race six, number five, gondola. Um, this is one uh, for Troy Murray. Yeah, uh, got the cash the other night. Drew inside, was well backed, and uh, was actually well backed at its first run. I reckon yeah, yeah. drew deep, didn't it? I think it, it drew eight, and then yep. um, subsequent run, and then the win. So I think uh, can really butter up and and get things rolling. So race four, number two, race six, number five. And we'll be with you, Matho. Uh, despite the poor record recently, race <laughs> 10, uh, number six, Sister Roberta. Uh, just quickly, we're going to have a chat with Adam Manton yep. shortly. So he, he's the trainer of Toby West, who's made its way through to the North-South Challenge final. Yep. Uh, what's the situation with this final on Sunday at the bridge? Okay, so the, the, the fields will be released um, tomorrow, 9 o'clock. Um, but we had qualifiers through the first round. Unfortunately, we had no northern representation. We had two races for the south. We went to Gawler and we had four races, two for the south, two for the north. It all culminates in four dogs from the south and four dogs from the north over 530 metres and th- and um, 395 metres. Um, the like, Toby, As you mentioned, Toby West, we'll talk to Adam, he won the, the north race. 
Um, Spring Agatha won on Sunday night for the South. So they'll, they're the, the winners going through to the 530-metre race. And Victor Kurt won the short course um, on Sunday night. Um, and I'm just trying to see who the other one was who won. That was Classy Chaos of Ben Rawlings yeah, won ben. the short course as well. So they're the winners heading into the final Murray Bridge on Sunday night. Going to be a huge night, North versus South. It's been a bit of a struggle, Yatesy, to get to this point, but I think on Sunday night we're going to see two high-quality races, um, a bit of parochialism coming into it. Um, clearly we'll have a look at the conditions for next year. I mean, the clubs have been really supportive behind it. Um, we're going to get the right results, just how we've gotten there has been a bit of a struggle. But, listen, it's going to be a great race. I'll be there. I'm looking forward to it, um, to see the challenge. Um, and, yeah, uh, when we talk to Adam, I'm sure he'll uh, voice the same, that it's a, it's a, it's an exciting concept that hopefully will grow over time. All right, terrific stuff. So that's the North East South Challenge at Murray Bridge on Sunday. That's a, uh, a pretty chock-a-block previous mm. segment. Uh, let's have a chat. Coming up next, Adam Manton. The Interview. Yeah, time for our interview. Uh, we've had a bit of a brief chat about the North v South Challenge with the uh, big final coming up Sunday at Murray Bridge and a uh, man who's got a terrific representative uh, for the North, Toby West, Adam Manton, the uh, trainer, joins us. Adam, thanks for joining us on the uh, Dogcast and, boy, it was a big win the other night. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, it was um, a very impressive run by him, actually. Um, small field certainly helped him early, but, yeah, no, he's, um, he's in good form at the moment. Well, Adam, yeah, congra- congratulations on the win, and and obviously this sets you up for um, the final on Sunday night. Now those box draws are, are not out yet; they'll be out tomorrow. Um, he qualifies along with Spring Phoebe, Harry, and Scott Hugh, and we'll be taking on the dogs of the calibre of Finnis Flash, Spring Agatha, Weblick Pearl, Aston Alpha. So it's going to be a a wonderful race on Saturday night. Just. With Toby, where would you like to draw with him um, in relation to uh, that sort of quality field? What, where would you like him to draw? Probably on the outside, um, especially at Murray Bridge where, that, where the race starts. Um, he, li- he likes to get off the track pretty early. Um, so anywhere, look, I'd be happy with six, seven or eight for him. Um, yeah, box one, not going to suit him there, I don't think. It's going to be a lot of early pace. Yep. And he's not real quick for the first 50-odd metres. Um, but if he can get a clear run down the back, well, yeah, he's got he's strong um, down the back. So we'll see what happens. He's in a rich vein of form at the moment as well. And, and he, he, is. he does yeah. have – he has that wonderful acceleration. If he can find yep. a position up near the lead, he can just accelerate in, in sort of in the back straight and, and off the back Absolutely. straight and sort of put them yeah. away. Um, yeah, that, that's his real strong point is his back straight form on the circle. Has it taken a bit of time just to sort of work him out? Because um, at the start of his career, he was a bit of a, a, you know, a gangly type, just taking a bit of time to work things out. Was, Do you think he's yeah. possibly worked it out now? Um, definitely. Like his first three or four starts, it was like, oh, my God, you know. Um, <laughs> I don't think Toby's going to have much of a racing career. But just all of a sudden it clicked and... Um, he's never been quick early, but from about, yeah, after half a dozen starts, he always had that strong pace down the back. And, um, and the racing manager, Jane, kept telling me, put him over the short, put him over the short. And I kept resisting for a long time, but um, just lately we've been giving him a lot of short races and it's improved him. It's improved him a lot um, from, for his longer races. So, 
No, it's uh, it's impressive for what what he's doing at the moment. That's for sure. Why why do you think that's improved him? That's an interesting perspective to hear because uh, I would have thought it it would be the other way. Uh, so the, the short course racing, what's the thinking behind that as to why it would improve for a longer sprint? Yeah, look, I'm I'm no expert. Um, I've I've changed his training as well a little bit. I've backed right off on his training. Um, like we used to walk him probably on the walking machine five days a week. Um, but he only does it maybe once or twice a week now just to keep, keep him moving. He goes out in the paddock every, every day and has a run around in the paddock. But, um, yeah, the reason behind it, I, I don't know. Um, but it, it's, it has certainly improved him, that's for sure. Interested on, on Sean's comment about the, the boxes and, and your response. I mean, it also depends a bit on what draws outside him, doesn't it? Because he, he does, he does. tend to want to take a right-hand step out of boxes, and he certainly did he that does. again in the, in, in the race the other night. Yeah, he does, yeah. He's, um, he's, not, a, he's not a railer by any means. Um, when he drew the one in the straight track final a couple of weeks ago, you know, I was, I was dreading it. But he actually ran in a pretty straight line up, up the straight, but... He does. He'll turn right when he comes out of the... Not turn right, but he'll, he'll move out. Because um, he, he does like... He likes to be free of other dogs. And he'll just... Yeah, he'll just power on. Uh, Adam, he is proving to be you know, one of the most versatile um, greyhounds in the state, as you mentioned. I mean, he made the, the straight track um, national final. And then yep. over the 350 metres against some of the, yep. the fastest dogs in a straight line in South Australia. And, and then... Yeah. Um, you know, he's winning impressively in a round two of the North over the 531 into a into an $8,000 final on Sunday night over 530 yep. at Murray Bridge. I mean, um, have you had a, a dog like this with such versatility? Uh, definitely not. Um, Rippet Ralph was a little bit like Toby. Um, we had Rippet Ralph a couple of years ago and um, he was good up the straight as well and he was good around the shorts. He was good at coursing. Um, Toby's quite good at coursing as well, and I, t- I do take him to Virginia a lot, um, just letting him free gallop up up, the, up, up on the straights there. Um, but no, like Jane and I, we're only you know we're only hobby trainers. We've only got a few dogs in work. Um, but no, we're very lucky to be training Toby at the moment. That's for sure. Well, well, Adam, as you mentioned, you've only got a small team there, only a, a few in work. However, if someone goes out onto your property, it'll look like you're training about a hundred dogs because <laughs> pr- pretty much there's every greyhound that's probably gone through that you've had is still there at the premise. Is that that's that is more true. of is that more of a Jane Jane thing that she just oh, can't 100%. give any of them up? Hundred <laughs> percent. It's um, yeah, Jane finds it very hard to put the dogs through gap. Um, and people that know Jane would understand what I go through. So no, we've got we've got we've got a lot a lot of pets as such. Um, so and we've got seven more puppies in, out in the paddock at the moment. So we could have a very full house shortly. <laughs> uh, Adam, not to pry or anything, mate, but uh, you're a hobby trainer. Do you do anything yeah. out outside of this? So do you, do you have any other uh, other work that you do? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a full time. I work full time still. I, I Start at seven o'clock till three thirty every day, running a transport yard. So um, yeah, my day starts at about five, quarter past five every morning. Wow, going out doing the dogs. And um, Jane works three days a week, so we don't some you know three days a week we don't don't get home till quarter past four, four thirty. And then it's a matter of doing the dogs and feeding them again and cleaning up and training them and doing what we got to do, vets and stuff. So. 
yeah, we, the days do get quite long um, for the both of us. So, well, what's the driving passion for you then? Because you, you've got to have that to do what you're talking about. I mean, to to, to get yourself up and do all this extra above and beyond what you're already doing for a yep. full time employment. So, where does that passion and drive come from? Why why are you so interested? Um, well, it started probably twelve years ago when we got a phone call saying, "Would you like to come in, into a syndicate?" Um, so um, I said, yeah, no worries, because I like to have a bit of a punt. So we started that, and then, yeah, we got into another syndicate, and then another syndicate, and then um, got involved with Des Hockley, um, going out to his property every Saturday morning for about three years, and just learning and watching and learning. And, yeah, we just we got the bug, and Jane obviously got the bug with through Gap, and then she started working with Gap, and it's just the love of the animal, and it's... For me personally, it's yeah, it's just training a dog and watching your dog go around. If it comes first or if it comes last, it doesn't matter. Um, and it's just yeah, it's just a passion. And um, but unfortunately, yeah, I, I work full time and Jane works you know part time. So it's yeah, a lot of early mornings and a lot of late nights. Oh, it's a fascinating story, Adam. And uh, mate, best of luck on on Sunday night. And yep. um, also, I'm I'm fascinated by the training method. Like that, it sounds like the fresher he is, the stronger he gets, sort of thing. Like it's it's extraordinary, it really. Is. Yeah, and I sort of learned that from Spiritual Vision. Um, she's a she can be quite handy, um, but she doesn't like to be overworked. Um, the fresher she is, the better she runs. Mm. And I sort of learned that through her and I've put that on to Toby um, and yeah the, the fresher Toby is the better because he, he's fit so it's just a matter of just keeping his fitness levels up um, without pushing him and um, yeah he'll, he'll let you know if, he, if he's done too much for sure like yeah it takes a little while to work some dogs out I'm having a lot of trouble working out Arbitrator at the moment but we're getting there he's, he's placed his last two starts yeah he ran all right the other day yeah yeah I think we might have worked him out a little bit now so but it's taken me three four months to get him right fitness wise and yeah he's, he's had a few little niggling injuries and but we're getting there yeah it's just it's learning and you gotta you gotta learn and you gotta adapt to each dog i think so oh. it's just taken me probably a little while to work out to be honest so well adam you're but we're getting there just before we wrap up, you've also you mentioned spiritual vision. Now, spiritual vision's in on Thursday night. Drawn box eight yep. in race one, came through yep. those heats on uh, Saturday morning. How how do you think spiritual vision will go on Thursday? Um, I was wrapped with the run. Oh, it was totally unexpected, to be honest, because we hadn't raced her over the five hundred. Um, yeah, don't know. It's, we're, we're keeping her fresh. She's you know she, she'll do very little work. From Saturday to Thursday, um, she and she's another one. She likes a bit of room. She doesn't like to get crowded. So box eight's going to suit her. Okay. And if she can ping like she did Saturday morning, um, yeah, anything can happen. We'll see how we go. Well, Adam, it's been a great chat. Really appreciate you giving us some of your time on the uh, the dog cast. Best of luck with Spiritual Vision on Thursday, and uh, of course the big Thank one, you. the North v South Challenge, Toby West on Sunday. Thanks for your time. Cool. Thanks, guys.
side. There he is, uh, Adam Manton, trainer of Toby West in the uh, North v South Challenge final. Matho on, on Sunday. Yeah, great to have a chat to him. Wish him the best of luck. Um, it's going to be a great night on Sunday night. And Yatesy, going to be a great few days of racing for no Greyhound doubt. Racing. Mm. Looking forward to our next dog car show, and we'll have plenty to review then. But it's been a good show today. All right, mate. We'll strap yourself in. Enjoy the rest of the week, Matho. Good stuff. Uh, thanks for tuning into the Dogcast. Good luck to all SA Connections competing in New South Wales. And as always, we hope to see you at the track soon.